Hey everybody, welcome back to day two Breakfast of Bob from Dotev Challenge Roth, powered by Hep. My name is Bob Babbitt, we're brought to you by Master Spas as fuels go longer. Hoka Let's Fly forms smart swim goggles do sports. The original triathlon brand premium so sports. And our Challenge Athletes Foundation, our accordion player, Rainer. Great job, buddy. <laughs> and now we get a chance to chat with the 2022 Challenge Roth champion, Mr. Magnus Dietlef. How you doing, Magnus? Uh, I'm great, Bob. It's uh, really special to be back here, a place that means a lot to me and pretty much changed a lot of in my life last year. So it has been good to come back and experience some of the memories again and get to stay at the same homestay and yes. live with the same people. It's really nice. Well, you know, I think people don't quite understand that the homestay aspect of this is, is coming here and you now you have a family that you'll probably be friends with forever. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was thinking by when I was traveling by car from the airport to the homestay, it actually felt uh, quite special, and I didn't know I would feel that way, but it almost felt like coming home, and yes. I, I felt so much more relaxed than when I'm usually traveling and living in hotels. There is a lot of uh, yeah noise around you, and you don't uh, have all like my homestay is have a huge garage where I can fix my bike all day long and it's just <laughs> so nice to get to prepare for a race in those surroundings and they are really helpful with uh, yeah, making food to me yes. and uh, like, like a family it's like it's really nice cool. yeah. last year here and we're, we're basically in the stadium where you, you come running into and this place isn't here yeah. two weeks ago this, <laughs> this, is, this is an open field and they build this and there's what 10 12,000 people as Felix is telling us this morning 12,000 people yeah. cheering as you come in one of the best finish lines you've been to yeah it's an amazing uh, construction uh, right now it doesn't feel that special but i can tell you for sure when the <laughs> spectators come in here and they hear the noise and everything is the atmosphere is just like nowhere else i think yes and last year Jan Frodeno was here and obviously huge huge star in Germany hmm. and you guys are basically off the bike almost together and there was a point there where he drops out and the po positive is you're like okay I'm leading the negative yeah. is I'm guessing you won the run with Jan yeah I think in the lead up there had been some rumors because I knew he had been injured before yes. but he's, he said that it was okay but still you are not 100% sure so I was thinking it might be a possibility that he either doesn't run that well or he has have to pull out but right. then all of a sudden after 5k he stops and I was my mindset just was going from okay looking into the back of the greatest triathlete of all time and thinking you have a real shot here and yes. which might I thought at that time it might be one of the last chances we Absolutely. get. Absolutely, uh, 40 years old. Turns yes. out he still has some uh, <laughs> uh, season in him uh, this year also, which is nice. But uh, And then I was just left to myself and yes. I knew, okay, I have more than 10 minutes uh, to Patrick. So it became more of a don't make any stupid mistakes and just keep on the flow yes. because I was running uh, really well. So I knew it would be impossible to run more than 10 minutes into me with that pace so well and also your Jan Frodeno had gone 735.39 you went 735.48 yeah. so you almost <laughs> took his time down running by yourself it's hard to run by yourself yeah I heard some when I was going back into the city after the canal I heard some people shouting about a world record and I didn't quite understand so I actually asked my coach with maybe 5k's to go 
if it's true that I was close to a world record and he didn't want to tell me because he he thought I looked so cooked that he he was worried that if I he said that I was close to a world record I might just uh, Go too hard. kill myself on the last climb so it was only uh, on the last K he said if you run the last K fast then you might have the world record but then I just thought okay this is the biggest stage uh, probably enjoy in the world it. and it's the biggest win of my career so I wanted just to enjoy it and not just <laughs> yes. sprint to the line. Yeah, good for you. And it's, it's uh, 5044, 401, 56, 240 marathon at the end of that. Uh, that's, that's, an Im- that's an impressive day. Yeah, it was uh, really like I had, it was only my second full distance. Mm-hmm. So I had been racing in Texas uh, a month prior with, where I had a mechanical on the right. bike but still managed to get back into the game and fight for the victory where I lost the sprint finish uh, with Ben Hoffman. Yes. So it was only my second one and I th- think I put it all together uh, at that day. But I still think if you want to win this year, you will probably have to run faster than I did last year. You're probably you're, more yeah. 235-ish. I'm yeah, guessing. probably down to that. Yeah. Yes. And then with the same bike, I think. Yes. Should be, yeah. yeah. Uh, this year, PTO European Open, third place. I mean, the yeah. fact that you can be successful at that, because P- the, the uh, PTO events are even shorter than a 70.3, so you're successful there mm. uh, and obviously successful at the full. Do you find that the shorter distance, do you train specifically for the long and mm. then use the shorter distance as speed work? Or no, how do you do I it? I think the way we train and most uh, triathletes train nowadays, not that difficult to switch between like PTO races and full distance. Mm. Of course, it it requires for full distance uh, a period going into the race with very specific yes. Ironman training. But for the most part of the year, I actually do more like uh, work towards those PTO and 70.3 races because I think it's still way too early for me to say I'm a, only a full distance athlete and I have so many years to come so yes. I don't want to burn out in in the full distance races and also I think the PTO races is really a nice uh, addition to the calendar yes. they are so fun I mean w- in PTO uh, Europe it was Ibiza was, was beautiful. Yeah, huh? it was just such a fun event. Like yeah, I was suffer, suffering a lot, but at the same time I was th- thinking, "Whoa, this is just the dynamics. Everything is just going." Yes, I imagine that's almost how it feels in the Olympic races because there's so many changes of uh, positions yes. all the time, and you have to fight for every second. So yeah. So will August be? Because uh, you got multiple PTO races. There's Milwaukee. There's Singapore. Then there's Finland. Seventy point three worlds. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities this year. What's your schedule going to look yeah, like? Yeah, I think you have to prioritize now. Yes. And also the fact that all the races I will do this year is probably going to be close to world championship fields. Yes. Uh, I don't think I will have time to do a regular 70.3, if you could say that. So I think you have. I have to prioritize. And right now I will do Roth, of course, and then uh, target PTO US Open mm-hmm. and also Singapore and then probably skip uh, 70.3 worlds and uh, get ready for and nice. then get ready for nice so yes. uh, yeah, that's my my plan at the moment and then maybe at the end of the year do some smaller races just for fun, for and fun. travel around and have a bit more fun but for the first part and uh, also pretty much the whole season is is really hard racing yeah uh, have you surprised yourself at how quickly you've become one of the best in the world 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had a really rough uh, start to becoming a professional triathlete. I was studying to become an engineer and I had uh, I had two really bad crashes that almost uh, sidelined me for, That's right. for like, I, I don't think exactly, but almost two years yes. where I wasn't able to, to race. So I was going around and not studying because I was telling people I was a professional triathlete <laughs> and I didn't race because I was uh, crashing on my bike all the time so it was pretty difficult to actually believe in yourself Yes. Uh, because we saw in training some numbers that were pretty much uh, we knew my, my coach is also a former professional triathlete himself, himself so he knew and he could see that once I would get back it would be really good but right. it was still hard to believe that what he said was actually true but that's where I think it's just so important to have people around you and especially my coach had a really played a really big role in making sure I didn't lose uh, the the joy of the sport and always t uh, t like said to me that I will be uh, great when I come back well you know what's fascinating about that is sometimes you need people who believe in you yeah. before you believe in yourself yeah he's I think he said that I would become world champion at that time where I was like <laughs> having like a broken shoulder and a broken <laughs> arm and I basically couldn't eat myself because my right uh, arm was broken and left shoulder so that's really he has always believed in me and I think that's yeah very very I'm very thankful for that <laughs> so when you were in Kona last last year and were you know you had a, a phenomenal race but you lost your you, you didn't get your uh, special needs bag at Javi and then you time trailed all the way back caught everybody by Kauai High and then you get a, a penalty <laughs> yeah. and, and I yeah. was talking to Lisa Norden yesterday four-time national time trial champion from Sweden she gets a penalty yeah. you're obviously one of the best cyclists in the sport and you get a penalty how hard was that to deal with yeah, that was really difficult, especially because I had raced so well in Roth. So yes. I had very big hopes for, for Kona. And both Roth and, and Kona. Yes. basically the lead up to Kona went, I don't think I will ever get a lead up that goes that smooth again, yes. probably because it was just as, as if everything clicked. And also until the turnaround point at Harvey, I think everything was pretty much going to the plan. Yes. I was putting pressure on the two Norwegian guys already yep. and planned to make another search on the downhill from Harvey and then all of a sudden everything just <laughs> <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything starts just going crap. wrong so I don't get my <laughs> special needs back uh, have to stop and go back and pick it up myself and then loses the group and goes really hard down the hill where I wanted to attack them closes the gap and the first things that happened was that I got a penalty when I got back to the group and I knew that okay now now the win is is for sure not possible anymore because you cannot time. make up five minutes on in, in these uh, conditions and racing. So yeah, that was difficult to deal with. And then you end up getting eighth. It was, it was, it was getting the getting your focus back when that type mm. of thing happens. <coughs> and the the cool part is during the run, here you are running with Sebastian Keenley. Yeah, know, yeah, doing his last Kona. Yeah. I still, I think I managed to turn it around quite well after that because I know how difficult it is to perform in Kona. So just getting the experience yes. of of running the run course, I wanted to have that. And if I had, I was really like, at one point I was considering yeah. to drop out, but that's not how I want to behave as an athlete. And then I, I tried to see it as an opportunity to, to gain some experience yes. because... You, 
people really you're gonna be there take some time in the future, to, yeah. for you people usually to get a Kona right. So right. I learned a lot also just from from doing that marathon and uh, about pacing and and, <laughs> and experience. So that was great. Well, and especially because <laughs> you 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 sort of dropped Sebastian, yeah, and <laughs> thought he was gone. Yeah, I think I started the run maybe one or two minutes behind him and then yes. I closed the gap way too fast <laughs> and we ran it was pretty epic actually because uh, we I caught him on going up Palani just yeah. before entering Queen K and then uh, I thought I would just run straight through him because I had already gained yeah. pretty a lot of time on him and then he just uh, <laughs> stayed behind me and at one point I was starting to get a little bit frustrated because he was just there was a lot big head headwind going out yeah. so I asked if he wanted to take some pulls and and he just said, okay, we take 1K each and you don't go faster than 345 per kilometer. <laughs> so he was just like ice cold and I was like, okay, will we do that. And then <laughs> we switched uh, turns every kilometer. So yeah. that all the way to the energy lab and I got a gap on him. And then yeah, I pretty much blew up going <laughs> up the energy lab and he overtook me again. So <laughs> the, yeah, the, the grizzled veteran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they still had some tricks up his yeah. sleeve. Yeah, that was a great experience. <laughs> Very fun. What would it mean to you to come into this stadium and win your second title in a row? Uh, it would mean uh, yeah, pretty much uh, everything to me. It's like uh, a race that means a lot to me and we have uh, invested a lot of energy into yes. this uh, race. Not just me, but the whole team I have yes. around me have uh it's quite funny coming back i remember last year i came here all alone and did the whole race week by myself yes. and and now i have so many great people around me already and people also coming now or tomorrow uh, to support me so it would mean a lot to be able to perform uh, in front of them also magnus how old are you now uh 25 25 look at everything you've <laughs> accomplished already these are bucket list items you know going and finishing top 10 in Kona, winning challenge roth you, you've done so much already. Yeah, hopefully I can continue and develop even more. It's a really nice, will. nice journey for me to, <laughs> to be on. Thank you so much for taking time, Magnus. Yeah. Always such a pleasure to it chat with you. It was a pleasure chatting, you, uh, chatting with you outside of uh, America for <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Magnus Tietleff has been our guest. Again, we're here at Challenge Roth. Hold on. We'll be right back.